The following program is being brought to you on the Voice America Variety Channel. For more information about our network and to check our additional show hosts and topics of interest, please visit voiceamericavariety.com. The Voice America Talk Radio Network is the worldwide leader in live Internet talk radio. Visit voiceamerica.com. The views and ideas expressed on the following program are strictly those of the host or guests and do not necessarily reflect the views and ideas held by the Voice America Talk Radio Network, its staff, and management. It has been said that we are but one generation away from forgetting our history. Welcome to American Heroes Network where we serve our American tradition with Gary Ray. In our program, you will hear firsthand the personal accounts of heroes whose unselfish actions have contributed to the traditions and values that represent the soul of America. You'll also hear from our partners and affiliations presenting news events and ways that our veterans and their families can rebuild their lives. Now, here is Gary Ray. Today is February 16, 2016. Good morning and welcome to the American Heroes Network Radio. Joining me today as co-host is Lieutenant Colonel Bill Forbes, U.S. Army retired, former Deputy Secretary for the Maryland Department of Veterans Affairs, also past Department Commander for the DAV State of Maryland. Good morning, sir. Good morning, Gary. Always good to be with you, sir. All right, thank you. And Bill, what did you think of last week's show when we had the uh, uh, Travis Mannion Foundation on? Uh, excellent. Uh, uh, it was just an outstanding uh, show, and I think uh, the uh, effort they have there is remembering the fallen and their families, uh, just just outstanding. All right. You know, last week we had Josh uh, Jobin. He's the chief of staff for the Travis Mannion Foundation with us. And also, what they do, they assist our nation's veterans and families of the fallen by empowering them to take the next step in their personal journey and inspire the next generation of leaders. Did you know uh, that they have over six, they have actually 60,000 veterans and survivors that are, were supported by the uh, Travis Mannion Foundation programs, which is phenomenal. That's, a, that's quite a few uh, veterans and families family members. Now, if you missed last week's show, be sure to listen to the archive show on the AmericanHeroesNetwork.com. Now, Bill, I guess in the news lately, they had a lot of things going on with uh, donating. Be careful how you donate to organizations. And uh, I think something like that needs to be uh, reminded of all our people that do donate money or services to these organizations. What should they look for, Bill? Well, uh, uh, Gary, I, I think any uh, person that uh, wishes to be a donor should know something about the organization of which they're donating to, what their track record is, and how they actually uh, help and assist uh, those that uh, the money is intended for, and especially in the uh, veterans community. Uh, you know, there, there's, there's more organizations now coming under scrutiny uh, and uh, to actually determine whether or not uh, the monies that have been received by way of donation is actually going to materially support uh, the objective and the clientele that they're serving. So it's, it's, it's one of those red flags, Gary. Just be careful. Know something about the organization of which you're donating to. 
that's that's very correct on that. Uh, also, a um, uh, good majority of the companies, once they start off, uh, they have a 990, which explains uh, where their you know their donations. Well, not where they go, but uh, the, how much they use for their veterans, and and uh, actually how much they pay, as far as uh, you know, organize the top people in the organization. So again, uh, keep an eye on that. Bill, why don't you go ahead and introduce our guest? Absolutely, with honor. Uh, Scott Lee is our uh, guest today, and Scott is the lead counselor at Project Sanctuary, which helps military families reconnect through outdoor therapeutic retreats. Scott is a mentor and a healer whose focus is on keeping veterans and their families together and reducing suicide rates. Having attended over 40 Project Sanctuary retreats, Scott feels strongly about the value of peer mentoring and mental health education. Scott hails from Utah and served 23 years in the United States Army before retiring in 2009. While in the Army, one of his duties was in the Medical Service Corps as a radiology specialist. Scott was stationed in multiple countries around the world and deployed twice to combat in Somalia from the period of 1992 to 1994. Scott has two master's degrees in marriage, family therapy, and counseling from Argosy University in Denver, Colorado. Scott's professional associations include the Colorado Counseling Association, American Association of Marriage and Family Therapists, and the Colorado Association of Marriage and Family Therapists. Scott Lee, welcome to the American Heroes Network. Welcome, sir. Thank you very much for that, those kind words. All right. Now, Scott, how did, how did uh, Project Sanctuary come about? Project Sanctuary came about in 2007. Um, a lady uh, by the name of Heather Ely uh, is a nurse, and she was working in a medical clinic and noticed that military wives whose husbands were deployed were coming into the clinic with um, their kids and trying to get medical care and saw the urgency in the, in the spouses and the fact that there was nobody else there to help. And uh, Heather decided that something had to be done. So uh, she created Project Sanctuary, a um, sanctuary for families to come to, uh, to rebond and reconnect as a family. Um, I am currently in California doing our 85th retreat uh, right now, and um, yeah, it's it's an amazing organization. It sounds like it. Sounds like it, uh, Scott. And as far as uh, uh, locations, are you a national organization or are you local? Uh, we're a national organization. We uh, Project Sanctuary. The main offices are in Granby, Colorado, which is up by Winter Park and uh-huh. Rocky Mountain National Park. Uh, but we do, uh, this year we're doing um, 25 retreats 
and two locations in Colorado, in uh, Mount Hermon, California, which is near Felton in Santa Cruz, um, Marble Falls, Texas, which is near Austin, and um, up near Buffalo, New York. Wow, you're pretty, so I, pretty I do wise. A lot of, Go ahead. I do a lot of traveling. <laughs> yeah, it sounds like it. Sounds like it. Now, as far as the uh, how do how do I qualify or somebody qualify a veteran qualify and his family? Correct, the family goes with them on the retreat. The entire family goes with them uh, with the All veteran right. to qualify. You're a veteran. Um, we do not look at if you um, if you were deployed overseas or not. Um, what your discharge status was, be it honorable, less than honorable, or whatever. Um, if you're a veteran, if you served in the military, you're more than welcome to come to a retreat and bring your family. We have had um, single veterans come and bring their combat battle buddies with them. We've had single veterans show up with their mom, their dads, their brothers, as well as uh, the majority come with their, um, you know, their wives, their spouse, and uh, the kids. That sounds great. That sounds great. Yeah. Now, Bill, Bill, I know you yes. have a question. Uh, Scott, this is very, very interesting, uh, and I can appreciate this to a, a very strong degree, having served in, uh, in Vietnam and knowing that uh, my era of uh, serving uh, veterans uh, have returned and continue to have issues with post-traumatic stress and uh, uh, I'm just wondering uh, with most of our individuals who served in the, in the Iraq and Afghanistan period um, were from the National Guard and Reserves many of them on repetitive deployments in those, to those locations uh, these were individuals in a lot of cases who we're living productive lives, and these deployments started and continued and continued. Anywhere in the range of three to eight deployments from the low side to the house high side. What has been your experience, uh, if you could, and I know this is difficult, uh, a time factor in their recovery in the program that... Uh, Project Sanctuary puts forth? Well, first of all, Bill, thank you very much for uh, your service in Vietnam and welcome home. Um, with Project Sanctuary, we give a lot of tools to uh, veterans and their families through classes and just talking with veterans. Um, on average, it takes seven years for a person, a veteran with PTSD, to seek help. Um, we, and for that reason, after a retreat, Project Sanctuary offers a two-year follow-up program where we stay in touch with the veteran two, maybe more years to make sure that there's success with the family, uh, that the family continues to thrive. Uh, we like to use the term from PTSD to PTS growth. You can grow from the PTSD, you can become a productive father, mother, um, member of society. And PTSD does not need to 
direct the rest of your life, that you can actually grow from it. And we have a, an amazing success rate. Um, 90% of our families are still married, where the national average is 70% of military families and in divorce. Uh, so 90% of our families still are still married after a retreat. And um, out of close to 7,000 members who have come through our retreat, families and their family members, we have zero suicides. And I believe that speaks um, volumes for our success that we are doing something right when 22 veterans a day kill themselves and we have zero. That's that's unbelievable. You know, we have uh, uh, organiza- I think 2016 is going to be a very uh, productive year in, in helping uh, at least cutting down on the 22 suicides a day. Um, and I think last week we talked about uh, uh, that's just a that's just a minimal number. Um, so it's it keeps growing. So be careful out there. Now, as far as the organization itself, uh, Scott, I, I see here that you you provide services uh, to 655 military families, comprised of over 2,450 uh, 2, individuals. That's a that's a lot of people. And, yeah, and we have. Go ahead. <clears throat> I'm sorry. No, go ahead. Um, yes, we've had, um, you know, we've had retreats and a lot of people have come through and we um, uh, strive to take care of every family. Um, the two-year pro- follow-up program is a great success and, um, you know, we, we try to touch every family and give each family some tools to um, um, help them succeed and stay together and stay alive. Okay. Now, as far as, uh, we're going to go ahead and take a break. I just realized it was break time. Okay. Uh, today's show is brought to you by First Class Merchant Services. Now, this is if you're a health professional, listen up. You have an opportunity to learn a clinical approach to diagnosis and treatment for TBI presented by Mark Gordon. He's a doctor. Dr. Gordon knows what he's talking about when it comes to TBI. Be sure to check out some of the testimonials on our website. This seminar will be held in Orlando on May 11th and 12th, 2016, and you can learn more by going to theamericanheroesnetwork.com. You're listening to the American Heroes Network Radio, powered by Voice America on the Variety Channel, and we'll be right back. out what's happening on the Voice America Talk Radio Network by keeping up with us on Twitter. You can find us at Voice America TRN. For those corporations or organizations who wish to support our veterans, sponsoring and promotion on the American Heroes Network has never been easier or smarter as the only network focused to specifically reach the military and veteran population globally. For more information, email us at sponsorinfo at AmericanHeroesNetwork.com. 
By providing a unique blend of information and advocacy, we are helping our American heroes and their families to heal, successfully transition into civilian life, and to thrive in their communities. This generation will not be forgotten. Today's military are our sons and daughters. Listen live to the American Heroes Network, the worldwide voice for our military families and veterans, every Tuesday at 11 a.m. Eastern Time, 8 a.m. Pacific Time. All shows are archived on American Heroes network.com and syndicated on iTunes. Stimulating talk it gets those synapses in the brain firing really fast. All the time. The number one internet talk station where your opinion counts. VoiceAmerica.com You are tuned in to American Heroes Network. If you want to find out more about us or to contact us with questions or comments about the show, please send an email to American Heroes Network at gmail.com. That's American Heroes Network at gmail.com. Now, back to our program. Welcome back. We're here with our guest, Scott Lee, lead counselor for Project Sanctuary. And, Bill, you came up with a good question during break. Well, Scott, just being further intrusive into the family unit and uh, sort of dissecting that down to the uh, the children in the family uh, as to uh, how uh, these separations and the, and the return of the veteran impacts them for further concerns uh, down the road as they get uh, mature in age and also from the non-serving spouse, the wife in most cases, of uh, their concerns about this individual being so much different from the individual that he was prior to uh, going into these numerous deployments. The um, one of the big, well, one of the many problems that face a veteran. You had mentioned earlier, Bill, about the. Um, you know, many of the deployed soldiers are uh, National Guard and Reserves. Um, the veteran comes home and he's unable to go to work. He's unable to hold a job because of his PTSD, because of what happened during his deployment. That puts an economic strain on the family. Um, as far as relationship issues, um, the family, uh, you know, the dad is different or the veteran is now different, be it dad or mom, um, I often hear from spouses and the children that they have to walk on eggshells around dad or mom. They don't know what mood they're going to get. Um, and one of the most heartbreaking stories I hear very, very often are from spouses saying, I want the man I married back. I married him, he left, he came back, I'm now married to a different man or woman. And the kids, to hear the kids say, I want my dad back. I want to go out and play baseball with my dad. And dad is unable to do that due to uh, mental health issues, PTSD or a traumatic brain injury or physical injuries. And the families miss the um, veteran and uh, that's extremely heartbreaking to hear. 
so Scott, in these in these family sessions, uh, uh, talk to us about uh, relaxation, if that is a fact in in dealing with what we just talked about, and just the kinds of uh, of, of situations that they are introduced to that uh, they can calm down and, uh, you know, not be uh, uptight and how that impacts and maybe moving towards changing the situation around. We, um, the retreats at Project Sanctuary are ever evolving. Uh, Six, eight months ago, families started mentioning they wanted a PTSD class. So we developed a PTSD class. During this class, it is not a, this is what PTSD is. These are the signs and symptoms. Veterans know what these signs and symptoms are because they've sat through many, many classes. We give practical tools. If you're at Walmart, if you're at Target, and you start feeling anxious, simple tools that you can do to keep you from exploding at the store. Um, relaxation of being able to sit down and talk to your family. Um, I know of one family that um, one day a week, they turn off the TVs, they turn off cell phones, they play soft music, um, they have dinner together, and uh, then the dad, the veteran, tells one more story or one more event that happened in his six deployments he went on in nine years of what happened on his deployment. And he's educating his family why dad does not like fireworks, why dad does not like crowds. And he's telling these stories to his family so they have a further understanding. Um, One of the biggest uh, fears that a veteran has is that if they tell their family, if they tell their spouse, what happened while on deployment or what they did on deployment that their spouse is going to think they're a monster, that their spouse is going to think less of them because of the things that they were faced and things they had to do. And it's actually complete opposite. Um, Spouses end up loving their spouse more because loving their veteran more because they were able to, communicate, be able to express what happened, why they were on deployment, and they are starting to get an understanding of why their husband, their father, their wife is acting the way they are, and it's so incredibly powerful. Well, it's also... I was just going to say, it's it's also uh, learning the warning signs for traumatic brain injury and PTSD uh, that the family could understand. Um, is that true? Absolutely. Um, the spouse, um, I hear many times say, when we go into a restaurant, I will walk in front of my husband, and when we get to a table... I will decide where I should sit versus where I should sit my husband because the spouse now knows where her husband has to sit at a restaurant. Um, Yesterday at this retreat I'm on right now, we held our PTS class and three wives came in 
There were nine families at this retreat. Three of the wives came in and scanned the room. We had the tables in a circle, and they scanned the room, and, they, and one actually said, now where would my husband feel most comfortable at? That is a powerful impact that their husbands have left on their wives, that they, the wives are now trying to find the best place for them to sit to be most comfortable. That's the impact that PTSD has on an entire family. Mm -hmm. Do you find them uh, more or less uh, wanting to sit with their back against the wall? Absolutely. Back against the wall, as far into a corner as you can, um, so you can see um, the exits. Um, No window behind you, if possible. Um, I myself have PTSD, and um, I hear these discussions or stories from veterans, and I think, oh, my gosh, that's me. I do the same thing. And it is, um, like I keep saying, it's just amazing the growth that the families go through during a six-day retreat, how the families are starting to recognize the behaviors they do and realize there is a way to grow from these behaviors. Well, Scott, you know, I think uh, what you're describing there, and I've experienced this personally and uh, with interactions with other folks, when we return from situations and being in combat, uh, we have developed what uh, is called a battle mind. And uh, and once, uh, you know, you're in that particular uh, status with that, it is extremely difficult uh, to get rid of that. I, it's not to say it's not impossible, but it stays around for a long time. You know, it's like you, uh, you, you still have got to go out and walk the perimeter of the house or, or where you live. You've got to look around and make sure everything is okay. In, in many cases, you're the last person to, to shut down and go to, go to bed at night because you're there in that security mode of making sure everything is, is, is okay. And I think this is what manifests itself like uh, in, the, in, in the restaurant setting. You're, you're correct. And it's interesting you bring up um, battle ready. Um, we, um, at Project Sanctuary, we like to use the term with the veterans from battle ready to family ready. You've been in battle. You've had your battle buddy and you would do anything for your battle buddy possible. Now your battle buddy is now your family, and you need to do anything you can to help your family. You do that for your battle buddy in the foxhole next to you. Why can't you do it for your family sitting next to you? That's correct. So, yeah, we... We stress the battle, battle ready to family ready, very heavily. Mm-hmm. Do you find uh, everybody in the in the group? Uh, they all get along, and do the families uh, mingle with families? It is, <clears throat> excuse me, it is amazing how um, the families gel together. Uh, for example, this retreat we're at right now, mm-hmm. fighting evening rolls around when we do the orientation and the families are first getting here and the families are all sitting 
in their own little pots. And then during the orientation, the kids go with a um, registered recreational therapist, children's recreational therapist, who takes care of the kids. And we start sharing. Um, Last night, uh, which was our fourth night of the retreat, one of the families invited all of the kids over to their cabin for a game night. Uh, families are talking to each other. You see veterans, a group of two or three veterans getting together and talking. And that is where a lot of the growth comes from. It doesn't come from me as a counselor sitting down with a family. A lot of times it comes from the families talking to each other. What do you do in this situation? Oh, you've had to do this. One of the big things with PTSD is the veteran feels that they are less of a person, that they um, have failed, and they, um, to hear, you know, I'm, I was a Marine, not me, but you hear a veteran say, I was a Marine and had to be medically discharged because I'm weak, because I have PTSD. And to have sitting next to him another Marine going, you too? I feel the same way. Lifelong bonds form at retreats. Um, On Facebook, we'll have, like this is retreat number 85. There's already a Project Sanctuary Retreat 85 closed Facebook page. And to watch the families communicate back and forth with each other after the retreat, helping each other out is so powerful. Many of the families live not near a military base, so their services are very, very limited. But to, able, no. to be able to reach out to another veteran or another family and say, we're struggling with this, and get help from somebody else is, is so incredible. All right. Well, we're going to go ahead and take a break. See how fast time flies? Okay. We've been talking a lot uh, in the past about the Veteran Suicide Prevention Channel. They are the nation's first online broadcast televised channel for veterans, their family members, and the veteran service organizations that support them. The warning signs of traumatic brain injury or PTSD and other stress reactions should be something every soldier should understand, and every soldier should be able to respond to them quickly enough to save a fellow soldier's life. Right now, They are looking for funding to complete five new episodes that will help our veterans build confidence as they search for a way to transition back into civilian life. The VSP channel can't do this alone and they need your help. Go to the VSPchannel.com today and learn more about how you can help them. You're listening to the American Heroes Network Radio, powered by Voice America on the Variety Channel, and we'll be right back. Think you've seen everything there is to see in online television? Let us surprise you. Visit voiceamerica.tv today for sports, health, business, and more on demand 24-7. For those corporations or organizations who wish to support our veterans, sponsoring and promotion on the American Heroes Network has never been easier. 
or smarter. As the only network focused to specifically reach the military and veteran population globally. For more information, email us at sponsorinfo at americanheroesnetwork.com. By providing a unique blend of information and advocacy, we are helping our American heroes and their families to heal, successfully transition into civilian life, and to thrive in their communities. This generation will not be forgotten. Today's military are our sons and daughters. Listen live to the American Heroes Network, the worldwide voice for our military families and veterans, every Tuesday at 11 a.m. Eastern Time, 8 a.m. Pacific Time. All shows are archived on American Heroes network.com and syndicated on iTunes. Streaming live. The leader in internet talk radio. Voiceamerica.com. You are tuned into American Heroes Network. If you want to find out more about us or to contact us with questions or comments about the show, please send an email to American Heroes Network at gmail.com. That's American Heroes Network at gmail.com. Now, back to our program. Welcome back. We're here with our guest, Scott Lee, lead counselor for Project Sanctuary. Now, when we were on break, you were telling us that you're involved in a documentary. Can you tell us a little bit, a little bit about that? Yes, there's, <clears throat> excuse me, there's a recently released uh, documentary. Um, it's titled Acronym, The Cross-Generational Look at PTSD, um, and Project Sanctuary is uh, featured in it as an alternative form of treatment for PTSD. Um, I myself am uh, featured in the film. They, uh, the producer took a uh, look at different generations of combat veterans from, we have a veteran who was in um, uh, Pearl Harbor when the Japanese attacked Pearl Harbor, and we have a veteran from Iwo Jima all the way up through um, Somalia, global war on terrorism, Afghanistan, and Iraq, and he, uh, and the symptoms for the PTSD between each generation was identical. It's PTSD PTSD, excuse me, has been, you know, called different uh, things throughout the years from soldier's heart to, um, you know, being weak, um, etc. And it was fascinating how the veteran from Iwo Jima has the same symptoms as the veteran from uh, Afghanistan, excuse me, Afghanistan. And, um, yeah, it's, it's extremely powerful. And like I said, Project Sanctuary is uh, featured in it as one of the um, alternative treatments. And uh, you can see the trailer on YouTube um, if you want to. And the movie is on a, it's being premiered now. Oh, it's being premiered right now? Great. Yes, it's being, pre- being premiered in different locations. And um, you can watch the YouTube channel and then... Um, uh, you can find out how to get in touch with them uh, with the producer if you'd like to have a showing at your uh, in your area. Our goal is to have every veteran see this movie, and if we can change one person, we can prevent one veteran from committing suicide. Then it's a complete success. Right. 
You know, we a couple of weeks ago we had a, a two veterans uh, uh, in a documentary. Uh, we were talking to producer and director for the show and for the documentary, and uh, uh, these are about two uh, men that haven't seen each other for 70 years uh, and they both were on the same ship uh, and they're in their 90s uh, and that that's another documentary that's kind of mind-blowing um, so definitely if there's you know a way to uh, know what area that documentary is uh, going to be um, showing we definitely want to know about it and go check it out the whole the whole uh, movie is already done right correct the movie is is okay. done um there's some showings going on in Colorado over the next couple of weeks, one in Nashville coming up, um, and uh, one in, in New York City. I'm not sure. They're still negotiating the dates for the New York City um, premiere. Okay, great. Bill? Well, uh, Scott, you know, one of the things, uh, getting back to the family, uh, is, uh, is of interest and um, I think you can probably relate to this, is the resourcefulness of spouses and significant others and whatever, you know, we decide to call them simply uh, because uh, we who are affected uh, by post-traumatic stress, we don't like to talk about that. And uh, the, the interesting part about this, uh, family members, whether they realize it or not, become caregivers to these individuals and it seems to me that uh the uh, the route to really getting some idea in a lot of cases of how to deal with the veterans specifically is through these family members who are closest to them because you know we just don't want to talk is and i think you've alluded to that so the resourcefulness of spouses and others that might uh being that uh, uh, unofficial uh, identification as being the caregiver. You're absolutely correct. The um, veterans do not like to talk about PTSD. Um, as I stated earlier, it shows uh, the veteran believes it shows a sign of weakness. And many, many times the caregiver is uh, their spouse, and many times it becomes their older children. Um, I have many times seen teenagers uh, become caregivers to their uh, veteran, their father or their mother. And uh, one of the biggest things I stress with the caregivers is to take care of themselves. You cannot take care of somebody else if you're not taking care of yourself. And oftentimes the caregiver, the spouse... Um, will neglect their, their own self-care to make sure that their veteran is taken care of and that that veteran is, uh, is undergoing no stresses, has no triggers going on uh, in their lives. And many times it's to the um, uh, detriment of, their, of the spouse themselves. Um, Caregiver suicide rate is on its way up, and um, it's just because the uh, caregivers cannot take um, the stress of having to watch out for their husband, um, watch out for their kids, make sure the kids are not triggering their father, 
making sure that um, everything is taken care of, and like I said, to the detriment of themselves. And it's um, it's really hard to see somebody who is taking care of their veteran and they let themselves go. Well, Scott, you know, as you talk about this, another component comes to mind, and uh, and uh, if you have experience with this, uh, I think it would be great to share with our, our audience. And that component is dealing with organizations, uh, you know, beyond Project Sanctuary, such as veteran service organizations, uh, uh, grassroots organizations, in two different areas uh, one in particular with getting the access to uh, health care that they might need and where there are service-connected disabilities, which there are in most cases, is to be able to get them connected with that because that uh, whole experience can be a very frustrating experience for our individuals that are circumstanced that we're talking about uh, uh, right now. So how uh, does uh, uh, Project Sanctuary interact with those organizations uh, that may be a little bit better equipped than uh, Project Sanctuary to help these uh, veterans uh, get around that? Project, as I've stated before, Project Sanctuary offers a two-year follow-up program with their families. Um, and this two-year follow-up program can assist families in finding employment, helping out with rent, helping out with bills, a multitude of different reasons. And um, so we're able to put the veteran and their family into the right, to see the right people or to get the right answers that they need. Project Sanctuary is uh, part of a organization called the R4 Alliance. And this is a, an alliance of many, many different nonprofits serving veterans that each have their own niche, if you will. And um, so if we have a veteran that is looking for or that needs some uh, to continue their growth, some adrenaline, some, you know, to get that adrenaline pumping again, we have different organizations as part of this R4 Alliance that is able to accommodate them and to help them. But as I stated, our two-year follow-up program has um, very long-reaching arms to get to the um, uh, the services that the vet needs. Um, we or I have direct connections to different VA hospitals, to veteran service organizations, to um, and our social worker who handles the uh, two-year follow-up program also has very long arms, if you will, on to reach out to get in touch with the different organizations that a veteran or their family may need. That's that's uh, phenomenal. That. That's great, uh, Scott, because as you know, uh, in those areas of health and the uh, service-connected disabilities, I mean, the long wait time that's involved in can be very, very frustrating, and I'm sure that's one of the main things that we're attacking in this whole issue is to, to, to reduce those frustrations. 
Right. Uh, many, many veterans and their families, after years of dealing with bureaucracy and dealing with um, different organizations, almost give up. They almost are like, you know, another form. I've got to fill out another form. And um, we, we are able to get in touch with the uh, people and um, maybe shorten that wait time a little bit, maybe shorten um, the number of forms that need to be filled out, something to help them uh, along the way. All right. Well, we're going to go ahead and take a break. If you're okay. a veteran, if you're a veteran and run a business, uh, you want to save money on your merchant account, then check out our sponsor, First Class Merchant Services. They are a national company, and Josh Cole is the owner. Give them a call right now. That's Josh Cole at First Class Merchant Services. Call 407-401-0772. That's 407-401-0772. You're listening to the American Heroes Network Radio, powered by Voice America on the Variety Channel, and we'll be right back. Your favorite Voice America Talk Radio Network shows and hosts are in your car, outdoors, and wherever you need them to be. Listen anywhere. Get our mobile app for iPhone, BlackBerry, or Android at the Apple iTunes App Store, BlackBerry App World, or Android Market. By providing a unique blend of information and advocacy, we are helping our American heroes and their families to heal, successfully transition into civilian life, and to thrive in their communities. This generation will not be forgotten. Today's military are our sons and daughters. Listen live to the American Heroes Network, the worldwide voice for our military families and veterans, every Tuesday at 11 a.m. Eastern Time, 8 a.m. Pacific Time. All shows are archived on American Heroes network.com and syndicated on iTunes. For those corporations or organizations who wish to support our veterans, sponsoring and promotion on the American Heroes Network has never been easier or smarter. As the only network focused to specifically reach the military and veteran population globally. For more information, email us at sponsorinfo at americanheroesnetwork.com. Stimulating talk it gets those synapses in the brain inspired really fast. All the time. The number one internet talk station where your opinion counts. VoiceAmerica.com. You are tuned into American Heroes Network. If you want to find out more about us or to contact us with questions or comments about the show, please send an email to American Heroes Network at gmail.com. That's American Heroes Network at gmail.com. Now, back to our program. Welcome back. We're here with our guest, Scott Lee, lead counselor at Project Sanctuary. And, uh, Scott, what about? The main backbone for just about all organizations uh, uh, are the volunteers. Tell us about uh, how can someone become a volunteer? Um, you're absolutely correct. Our volunteers um, are a very intricate part of our retreats um, being successful um, because there's, you know, we have a small support staff, but the volunteers help immensely. 
And if a person is interested in volunteering for Project Sanctuary, um, I would um, strongly uh, ask them to go to uh, our website, projectsanctuary.us, and um, fill out a volunteer application. It's a short application you fill out. You, um, you can look at our schedule and select certain retreat dates you'd like to uh, help out with. And um, well, then that gets sent off to our uh, volunteer coordinator, and that person you know, would contact you and um, get you worked into a, a retreat to be a volunteer at. It's an extremely rewarding experience. Uh, many of our families who have come through a retreat end up being volunteers for us uh, many, many times over. Do they see the success of a retreat? You know, being so widely spread, uh, you're covering a lot of areas. So uh, I guess don't hesitate. And if they're going to write you or send you an email, uh, definitely uh, don't say, hey, just because I live in Washington, they might not be there. Check it out first. They can, you can, all that information is on the website, correct? Correct, at projectsanctuary.us. All right. And again, I want to remind everybody that 83% of all their funding is directed toward the mission, which is phenomenal. I congratulate you, Scott, on, on uh, you. The, with the organization that only takes, uh, you know, gives back 83%, which is a good, good figure. Okay. Right. We are very proud of that number. Mm-hmm. And how long have you been in business again? Our first retreat was in nineteen. Or excuse me, our first retreat was in um, two thousand seven. Was retreat number one, and uh, we are at. I'm currently at retreat number eighty five, and this year we will celebrate our one um, hundredth uh, retreat. Uh, I uh, started my first retreat with Project Sanctuary was retreat number twenty in um, November of two thousand eleven, and. Uh, no, I have not done all 65 retreats since then, <laughs> but I've done 40 to 50 retreats um, since I started. That's well, Scott, I would imagine most- uh, for that time, you must have some, some success stories that you're very proud of. It's, um, it is amazing. I could... We could have a radio show go on for days with me telling success stories. How, um, uh, for example, um, a Marine family, uh, eight-year-old boy came to me and talked to me a little bit and mentioned that he is tired of being treated like his dad's Marine. He said, I'm not a Marine, I'm his son. So I brought the parents in, and this young man told his dad that he was a he was tired of being treated like one of his Marines. And um, we talked a little bit about it. And then I left the room and let the family talk. The family came out and the dad wore, um, he was very proud of being a Marine and he, as much as he should be. But every shirt he wore had something to do with the Marines. They left the retreat at that point, told me they were leaving. They'd be right back. They went to the store and the dad bought all new T-shirts that did not say had anything to do with Marine. They were blank t-shirts. Mm-hmm. So his son would not rec- see him as a Marine anymore. And the, uh, in talking with the parents, we put coat hooks in the garage. 
And so when the dad would come home from work, when the Marine would come home in the garage, he would change out of his uniform, <clears throat> excuse me, and change into shorts and a T-shirt or Levi's and a T-shirt or something so that when he walked in the house, the kid saw a dad and not a Marine. In the morning when he left for work, he would go out into the garage, <clears throat> excuse me, and would change into his uniform in the garage. So when the kids last saw dad for the day before they went to school and dad went to work, he was a dad, not a Marine. A simple oh. eight-year-old boy saying, I do not want to, I am not one of your Marines, changed the wow. dynamics of that family forever. That's, that's kind of cool. And I mean, at it, Christmas time that year, I got a Christmas card from the family, and in the envelope was a single coat hook. And my wife said, what is this for? And I had to explain to her, and she's like, wow. So, wow. yeah, a simple, an eight-year-old boy telling his dad something that he has not ever been able to tell his dad before, but was able to at a um, retreat because he felt safe. Wow. Well, Scott, they always say it's the little things that make a difference, and I think that was something small for Dad to give up to bring about a major change in the family setup. Exactly. Who who would have thought that would have changed that family so much? That's true. Being a counselor, uh, do you find it? Do you find the veterans uh, will talk to one another a lot easier than? Uh, you know, somebody else in the group, of, uh, another family's members, um, when it comes to just, you know, camaraderie? The, the families talk to each other greatly, and they have, um, they build great camaraderie. Um, and a lot of times you'll see the wives all sitting around together chatting. Um, as a counselor with Project Sanctuary, we do not hold mandatory counseling sessions. Um, we often do what I call like drive-by therapy. I could, I can't even begin to count how many times I've sat down with a family at breakfast or lunch or dinner and a meal that should take 30, 40 minutes to eat ends up being two hours long because we start getting into counseling or talking at that time. Um, I believe we do not hold, you know, structured counseling sessions unless the family wants that. Um, but yeah, the families talking to each other is probably one of the largest or the, uh, yeah, largest growth that the families go through. That's great. That's great. Well, we only have a couple minutes left. And Scott, it was a pleasure having uh -huh. you on our show today. And again, we hope to have Thanks you back much. once you get more uh, volunteers or, or uh, you get um, uh, more uh, places to uh, take that vacation, <laughs> that get away. <laughs> okay. And uh, what would you like to share with our listeners in closing? Um, just that, uh, you know, there's the whole family, when a veteran deploys, the entire family deploys with that family. And uh, too many times the family's forgotten of what they've had to go through, why the veteran was deployed. Uh, Project Sanctuary works. I'm proud to be part of the organization, but we're not the only organization out there. Um, if 
you're a veteran and you're listening to this, um, seek some help if you need it. If you're suicidal, call, talk to somebody. Um, and if you would like to be interested in coming to a retreat, like I said, go to projectsanctuary.us and fill out the application and um, see where you fall in. And I'd love to see you at a retreat. I would love nothing more but to hear somebody say, I heard you on the radio, and that's what made me come. All right. And especially volunteers, right? You need those, too. Exactly. Volunteers and the veteran families. All right. Bill? Well, Scott, thank you very much for being our guest today. We've enjoyed it. And thanks again for your service to this great country of ours and the continued service that you're providing to our veterans and their families. So uh, it's been a great show, and we look forward to having you back again. Anytime. Thank you very much for the time. Appreciate it, Scott. And if you missed any of our live shows, all our shows are archived on demand 24-7 on our website. And, yes, you can hear all the archived shows right from your phone. And remember... We spotlight and promote the best available information of interest to America's veterans and their families anytime, anywhere, on any mobile device. Thanks for joining us today, and we'll see you next week. Thank you again for joining us for this week's edition of American Heroes Network. Please join Gary Ray again next Tuesday at 8 a.m. Pacific Time, 11 a.m. Eastern Time on the Voice America Variety Channel. Have a great week. We are America, and we truly do believe you're the backbone of our nation. Thanks to you, we're living free. We're a quilt of many colors, and we breathe red, white, and blue. We're America.